What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's packing sports show? What's packing sports show? What's packing sports show? Put your cheese heads up. Yeah, let them know. Side to the right. Offset eye in the backfield behind Rodgers under center. And he backpedals, looks, pump fakes, now lost. Right side, Lazard adjusts, oh, leaping, oh. grabbing the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay! A sensational catch! It's the What's Packing Sports Show presented by the Said Again Network. And I am your host, Godchild, the first of his name. And today, man, I am so happy to be here with you guys for another episode of the Westpac and Sports Show. And we got a good one planned for you. Can't wait to get started, man. There is a lot to discuss. Most importantly, um, there's some there's been some well, I mean, that depends. That honestly depends on your definition of importance. Some people would think it's most important to look to the future. Some people say it's most important to dwell on the past or live in the moment. And right now, there's a couple of things going on in the NFL. There is, on the Packers side of things, Aaron Rodgers, apparently there's some news on uh, where, where we can speculate where he might land. Um, you know, uh, Mike uh, Matt LaFleur is actually coaching the NFC Pro Bowl team. This week, so that's good reputation for them. There's an interview he was given. Um, I saw on the YouTube channel for the Packers, and Larry McCarron was interviewing him. He was talking about the the promotion of um, head offensive line coach Stinovich. What is, what is his first name? I know his, I know his last name is Stinovich. Packers. Let's just do Packers news real quick. And. Um, and that's pretty. That's that's kind of ill on the Packers front. But then, I mean, you have, of course, the probably biggest news right now in the NFL, which is not have, which has nothing to do with the Super Bowl that's getting played in a, in, in a week, but with everything to do with um, ex NFL head coach for the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores, basically suing the NFL and all thirty two teams and exposing a few teams in particular on the basis of this text message that he receives accidentally from uh, Bill Belichick about uh, congratulating him for the job. And he says, well, I don't even have, I haven't even had my interview yet. And then Bill just says, oh, I fucked up. And what happened is, what had happened was, Bill has two people in his phone, or maybe even more people in his phone, but he only, he has two people in his phone who interviewed for the same job, one named Brian Dayball and one named Brian Flores. <laughs> and so he texted Brian Flores when he meant to text Brian Dayball and basically told him, congratulations, you have the job. Without saying you have the job, and he said it in so many words, but he did say congratulations. And so basically that told Brian Flores, who still had an interview lined up in a few days or the next day or whatever, coming days, with the same organization that basically told someone else, then that someone else being Bill Belichick, that they already gave the job to a dude named 
Brian. And that dude was Brian Dayball, not Brian Flores. So um, Flores then, you know, posts this out. He sues the NFL. NFL has to, of course, take a legal action and prepare themselves for a legal battle and all sorts of investigations and things we hope. And and and, and it seemed like this was like perfect timing on Mr. Flores or on these this situation because it's like Black History Month just kicked off, what, three days ago? Um let's let's get a uh, let's get a round of applause for the for the black for the black ancestors. Um round of applause effect. Yeah, let's get let's get a round of applause for them, man. For just being black and courageous. Yes. Yes, we love you. We thank you. We, we owe you everything. So yeah, a little, a little round of applause for the for, for the for those who sacrificed and and suffered so that I, my black ass, can be here today. Thank you very much for all for all of that that you did. Um, now we're gonna uh, uh, continue on. With with this Brian Flores story, um, but but before we do that, um, the last thing of course is the Super Bowl that we could talk about, and there was an NFL signing day, and it was, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, I don't know how much we're gonna get to, but I definitely want to spend a little more time on this Flores thing because it's been kind of a topical conversation that I've been having with my family and my friends and on Twitter, social media, and really, I mean, it does highlight a really big problem. And I know this has nothing really to do with the Packers, or at least we don't think at this point, at this juncture, we don't see any, you know, correlation or connection between this situation and the Green Bay Packers organization, which, I mean, let's to be real, even though they, you know, have never been accused of any of this kind of nefarious activity, I mean, they also haven't really had a sterling record of hiring black coaches or minority people. I mean, if anything... Well, I guess you could say they have in the special teams department. I don't know about head coach or coordinator department. Um, I do want to. I do kind of feel like maybe there was a black guy in there somewhere, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they do have some assistants and stuff like that. But the point being, I mean, they could have did. They could have hired. They could have promoted uh, Coach Gray, but I mean, he only had been there for like a year, so maybe that's why they. But then they end up bringing someone from the outside. But anyways, the point is. Um, doesn't mean the Packers are absolved or maybe they haven't had, they don't have any, any skeletons, but you know, innocent until proven guilty. And they also have shown a pretty good track record of just being outspoken on some of the issues and stuff. I remember they were the first like organization to actually make some sort of statement or something, uh, on their social media after the George Floyd thing, I believe, or maybe it was that shooting in, in, in Wisconsin that had happened. Um, but I digress. I mean, it's a lot of troubling stuff that's that's out, and 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 I started to I went on that little tangent basically to say I know this isn't anything to do with the Packers, but I am a black man for those who do not know or cannot tell, and so you know those these things affect me, and um these are things I want to talk about, and this is my freaking platform so I can talk about. It. If you don't like it, you can please exit stage, kiss my ass, like <laughs> you know, um, and uh, you know deal with it because i'm always going to be unapologetically black and 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 proud and say it loud and uh we got to talk about these things man so um you know it, it just really highlights the struggles that african-american or i don't even know <laughs> we don't even know how to identify ourselves there's so many there's so it's so controversial man being 
being in this this skin that I'm in is so controversial, so difficult on a day to day basis, man. It's just like we, it, 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 and it's so much complexity to it. All of the the things we have to deal with and the struggles and the psychological stuff is like to the point where we don't even know how to refer to ourselves. I mean, there's really all of this. I mean, we can say division within our own people on even just how do we refer to ourselves. Some people say referring to yourself as black is is, is uh, actually um, harmful, maybe a, a strong word, but it's it's kind of a derogatory thing. Some people say we shouldn't refer to ourselves as African-American. Some people say we shouldn't refer to ourselves as, uh, uh, what's the other one? I'm not minorities, but I mean, it's just like, it's just so much stuff that goes into just being in this skin, bro. Like, especially in this country and the history and everything that like, it really just goes to illustrate this, this situation really goes to illustrate. I mean, they are supposed to have this thing called the Rooney rule where you have to interview one minority candidate. It doesn't even specifically say black people. Like, and even when they try to do something to help us, it's always have to include other people. We can never just get help. Or, or, or restitution or reparations or whatever you want to call it for our plight or our struggle. It always has to be connected to someone else or something else or, or some other group, which which sucks. <laughs> like, you know, we need our own shit. We need our own things, our own, like I said, restitution and, and reparations and things like that. But the point is, there's only one current, I think, what, black head coach right now, and that's Tomlin. I mean, there's probably chances that some other get hired, or maybe some of those did get hired, but maybe not. I should know this, but um, the point is, this Flores thing, man, and it wasn't just the the coach. It was in the in the in the in the uh, the thing was Brian Debo. He he was hired by the Giants. That was the organization that kind of this is around. And honestly, if this is true, and I don't see why it shouldn't be, but just because he's black, I'm not gonna just automatically give him 100 percent of the of the my trust either like i really wouldn't give anybody like i don't even really know this i don't even know this dude so it's like you know i want to believe him and i do believe him but there's always i'm always going to reserve some um possibility for you know there can be you know any some you know he could be not telling the whole truth or whatever or something like that but there's a large part of me that believes that he is telling the truth and i, I really am hoping that this can actually create some significant change in, in what's going on but aside from just the, the coaching fiasco the coaching scandal when he was a um, head coach for the Dolphins he alleges that the owner was Stephen Ross I think this old white guy or maybe he's Jewish I don't know but you know he's got like kind of white kind of skin or olivey kind of skin he um he uh basically br tried to bribe him to tank to tank Every single game that year so they could get the number one pick so they can get Joe Burrow. Instead, Cincinnati got Joe Burrow and we see they're in the fucking Super Bowl uh, after two years. So there was that. And not only that, it seemed like he was uh, um, Brian Flores alleges that this dude like basically tried to force him to tamper with Tom Brady during the free agency period or I guess maybe even before the free agency period basically because he wanted Tom Brady to be a to be a Miami Dolphin, to come to the Dolphins. He ended up going to the Buccaneers. Same state, different team, different city. So, uh, And then basically they created this narrative saying that he was, he was difficult to work with and all this kind of stuff, and which is basically going to kind of 
prevent him from getting other jobs or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's fucked up. So he said he's soon in the NFL and good for him, man. I really hope that this turns out to be something that can be transformative and actually like be a real moment in history in, 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 in um, a real moment in just time <laughs> where we all can learn something and not even just all of us, but like, you know, white people can learn something and, and do something for a fucking change. Uh, like, like my man, Bomani Jones said, you know, I saw this clip of Bomani Jones when he was on the Dan Lebertar show and Dan Lebertar was like, what, what's the issue here? Like, what's, what is the problem? Like what needs to be fixed? And, and Bomani Jones says like white people. And I don't know why you're trying to like make it, um, more complicated than it is. It's like, and he says not all white people, but for sure, like the problem is white people. Like everybody that's involved in this is white. <laughs> the owners are all white. The GMs are all white, you know. The the GMs, well, that's for the GM, I guess, for the uh, the GM for the for the Dolphins. He's he's actually was black as well, but most of the GMs are white. Most of the coaches are white. Most of the all of the owners are white, except for I guess the Sean Codd guy, whatever his name is. And um, for uh, and actually, I think he was the Dolphins owner, right? Or he's he's the Jaguars owner, I think maybe. Um, so it's like, man, you know, the freaking commissioner is white, like. It's just all some white shit, man. It's all this is some white ass shit. This is what they do, especially old, rich white motherfuckers who stuck in their ways and grew up in a time when it was okay to hate over, hate on black people and treat them like shit and and degrade them and see them as less than. Not, not only was it okay, it was it was damn near the the societal norm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like it was the standard, motherfucker. Like it was the common practice. So it's like you know. This is what we have to deal with. Well, but all the but but all the black all the stars are black and all the freaking people that's making you the money is black in this industry and it's like but you know it doesn't reflect it. You don't see that in the in the management in the front office and the staff and everything. So, um, you know I hope everything some comes of it. Then some other people sp- spoke out right. Uh, what's my man for the Joe? Uh, what's that? He used to coach for the uh, for the Browns. He spoke out and said I can. Basically, say that everything he's saying is true, and I have my own experiences. I was asked to tank and stuff. Uh, I took a little water break real quick. That's uh, and so you know, and I think there's some other people that's gonna be able to come out and look, man. We'll see what happens to this. Um, but I just wanted to spend a little time to talk about it, just kind of get my thoughts and just say like, yeah, man. I mean, it, and it, it's just so much going on. It's just so much going on. I'm glad this dude spoke, spoke spoke up, and he might. And some people say he might never get a chance to coach again. And I feel like if he never gets a chance to coach again, that even further proves his point. And you know the collusion in this sort of good old boy network and this um, sort of fraternity of you know old white men basically. It's like they they don't see they don't let anybody else in really, and they don't plan on changing things. And they just are. It's, it's, it give it gives off a lot of racist vibes, honestly. You know, and I don't know if it's necessarily all conscious, but definitely subconsciously, it's just like, man, this shit is just sick, honestly. This shit's got to change, man. It's really got to change. But man, I, look, I'm gonna move on. We're gonna talk about some uh, football on the field stuff. We'll, of course, we'll stay tuned. We'll stay, we'll stay kind of connected to that story and try to, you know, give updates and just follow it. But, um. On to the football matters, man. Stuff on the field. There's going to be a Super Bowl played in a week. We talk a little bit more about that probably in later on the show or maybe even, you know, next show as we get closer to the Super Bowl. 
Super Bowl week at least, and uh, they have interviews and stuff we could talk about. But um, there was some news that I read, uh, some rumors that I read earlier today about Aaron Rodgers and Randall Carver getting like building houses in Tennessee, and Aaron Rodgers could be open to playing in Tennessee. And when you think about it, like damn, Tennessee is actually kind of an intriguing team, right? They have a really good running game. A really great running game, an all-time generational talent at running back. They have a good head coach in Vrabel, who's kind of like got these guys on track now. Uh, he's a, and he's a champion. He's a winner, right? In those that that early two thousands Patriots dynasty. Um, and then you have like a, a good kind of O line, right? You got some good weapons there. You got the defense. I mean, the defense was a liability about just a year ago, but. You know, now it's like the defense has kind of came on strong. They had sacked Burrow all these times, right? Like nine times. Played great until, you know, they didn't. <laughs> Burrow came through in the clutch. and But basically, it's like Tannehill was a liability in that game. And I always thought that Tannehill was kind of like a French top 10 guy. If not top 10, maybe like 11 or 12 or maybe even 10. And I thought you can win with them. He'd been to an AFC Championship game before, but... He showed his limitations, man. He showed his limitations, and I think, you know, it's one of those situations with, with a guy like Tannehill, yes, you can win the division. Shit, you can even be the number one seed. You can make it deep. But in order to win or get to a Super Bowl and win it, you're going to, like, need everything to be just right and have a really, really, really strong supporting cast around him. And, you know, it could just be you have to catch it at the right time, get 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 the hot streak going, have the momentum and just carry yourself to the playoff, to the to the Super Bowl victory, but don't expect that to be the norm. Because even with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who everyone says is the best thrower of the football ever, and he's one of the he's the greatest quarterback, or he's the best, or whatever, it's like some people really try to put him in the same class as Tom Brady or above Tom Brady, and it's like, look, even with a guy like that, right, a, a surefire Hall of Famer, three-time MVP, maybe about to be fourth-time MVP in, in consecutive, it's like the fuck it's like even with a guy like that man it's still no guarantee and people still are here saying that Rodgers gives the Packers the best opportunity to win I'm like in what in what world bro like in what reality does this motherfucker give them the best opportunity to win not in the one that I'm living in maybe some alternate Marvel Universe reality nigga but like not in the one I'm living in because I watched this team go to three straight Playoff, two straight NFC Championship games, and then they went to the playoffs a third year after winning after three straight 13 win seasons. They go to the playoffs two years in a row, they make it to the NFC Championship game and lose. This year, they didn't even make it to the NFC Championship game. They lose in the divisional round to the Niners, who then lose to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. So it's like the Niners, come on, Packers, y'all beat the Rams in the regular season. Y'all should be here. They should be in the Super Bowl. But instead, they're not. They're at home contemplating what the hell's about to happen with Aaron Rodgers. I believe on February 15th, Rodgers will go on the Pat McAfee show and he will announce that he is not going to be returning to Green Bay. Is it just wishful thinking? Maybe. Maybe it's a gut feeling, like a little instinct. Or maybe it's not. 
And then he stays, and they restructure him, and they extend him, and pay him more money for more, a couple more years. And it's just like they bring, and they just put themselves in a more cap situation. And it's like they go kind of all in one more time. And it's like, ugh, I really just don't think Rodgers can get it done anymore, honestly. I just think his time in Green Bay is up, man. I just really think it's up. I don't think there's nothing that you can do to win with this motherfucker. I don't care if you bring another hall, like another great all-pro receiver. It's always going to be some reason why he doesn't win. And it's never his fault with these fucking errantologists. It's always... Everyone else's fault. Or even if they say, well, he didn't play the best, but he's not nowhere. He's not the reason they lost. Who cares if he didn't throw a touchdown? What? What? Are you kidding me? Bro. The fact that this dude is, 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 is people are saying he's going to be the MVP, he's a Hall of Famer. Dude, he didn't score a touchdown. That's not that's not acceptable. You got to score a touchdown. You got to lead scoring drives in the fourth quarter. So, I'm I'm over this dude. I want the Packers to trade him. I think they can get a haul. I think they can get a King's Ransom or whatever you want to call it in return for him. A lot of people are saying Denver because, you know, Hackett's there and they were interested last year. They've got a lot of assets, a lot of picks, a lot of players they can trade. But, I mean, Tennessee, man, they could be. Tennessee could be a better place for him. I mean, they were the freaking number one seed after all. You just kind of feel like if you put Rodgers on that team, if you're a Rodgers fan, a Rodgers guy, a Rodgers believer – you figure you put him on that team. That's that's a fucking Super Bowl contender right there. They literally were the number one seed. They got bounced by the fucking bounced by the damn Bengals. But I mean, shit. You know, I I, I can see why some people might think, hey, you put Rodgers on that team, he wins. But I'm just saying, he's worn out his welcome for me in Green Bay. Maybe in another t- city. Maybe on another team. He can get it done. He can recapture that magic for one year again. And uh, that'll be great for him. But I'm just ready to see Jordan Love. And I don't understand these fans who want to just say Jordan Love is going to be a bust. He can't play. He's no good. Like, why would you say that? It's like they almost want him to fail just so they can say, I told you so. And I think that's stupid. And those are to me, like, I'm not, I don't like to get into this who's a real fan, who's a fake fan stuff. Uh, I kind of addressed it on that last episode. And I don't like to call people that. But I, I, I do think if you're going to really honestly not support the Packers if Rodgers isn't here or if you really are actively rooting for a player to fail, then that's not a real fan, honestly. And I wouldn't really call people out on that, but that's just my theory on it. Like, you can be as negative or as critical or whatever you want, or you can be as happy and, you know, jovial and and, and rose-colored glasses as you want. But as long as you don't ever turn your back on the team, you know what I'm saying? For anything other than maybe something that is like, like if it, if it turned out that Mark Murphy was a, a, a racist, I still didn't want to t- turn my back on my team unless they didn't fire him or something. Then I would be like, you know, I can't support y'all. But as long as they on the up and up and they do everything right and, you know, all about justice and, and all that kind of shit, I never turn my back on this team, no matter how much they lose or suck or whatever or make bad decisions. But they don't make bad decisions, really. They lose, but they don't really make bad decisions in free agency or with with coaching, unless you consider the special teams. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For the most part, like, this is a great organization, well-run organization, uh, a, a freaking beacon of an organization. And I will always support them. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm going if I'm going to buy that that three hundred dollar stock that don't mean that don't have no value aside from the three hundred dollars I paid for it. 
I don't know if I'm gonna buy that shit. I want to, but uh, at the same time, I'm like, man, fuck that shit. I should invest that in some crypto or some goddamn real stock market stocks where that can make me some money instead of some fake ass stock that just sit on my wall and says I'm an owner but gives me no fucking benefits <laughs> of this so-called ownership. But that's another topic for another episode. Right now, we're just talking about some of the Rogers rumors, right? People are saying he's building a house. In Tennessee, he sold his Green Bay house or sold his California house or something. So it's like, I don't, I don't think he's going to sell his Green Bay house, but he sold his California house or one of them. And then now he's building a new house in Tennessee. Um, people were saying maybe he goes to Tampa. Maybe he goes to Minnesota. It's like, bro, he ain't going. To, I don't think he would go to Tampa and follow Tom Brady's shadow, even though he's always been in his shadow. So it kind of would make sense. But, you know, someone even said, my friend even said, the Colts, man. What if he went to the Colts? So, there's a couple teams out there with assets and money and picks and shit that he could go to that isn't the ones that's been named already. Ah. Ooh, man, that H2O is undefeated, bro. It's the best, honestly. Whenever you're thirsty, you realize how water really is probably one of the best things in the world. Honestly. Uh, it's it's even better than sex when you really think about it. Like when you th- when you die in a thirst, bro. You know what I'm saying, man. Or just yeah, when you thirsty, you realize how great water is. But anyways, uh, what was I talking about? I was talking about Rogers. So I mean, you know, I really just want to see them move on, man. But we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the Packers and Rogers, man. I really think he's moving on. I hope they move on from him. But I've also heard conflicting reports that saying he stayed there extra long a couple of days after he was, you know, they were basically allowed to leave to, you know, start their off season. And uh, he um, talked with management and they are optimistic. <laughs> and I'm like, man, shit, I, I don't want to hear that, bro. Honestly, I really don't want to hear that. I really don't want to hear that right now. I want to hear that they trading his ass. To Denver or Tennessee. I think it is going to be in the AFC. I don't think they trade him to an NFC person. They didn't want to do that with Favre. So, they don't, they're not going to do that with Rodgers. So, I think it really does come down to an AFC team. So, Tennessee fits the bill. Denver fits the bill. Pittsburgh fits the bill. Shit, the, the Browns fit the bill. I mean, it's, it's Oakland. I mean, Oakland. Las Vegas. I mean, shit. Slide teams that fit that bill, bruh. Fit that bill, dog. But look, um, are we done with that? Are we done with the Aaron Rodgers speculation talk? I think we are. I think we're done with that. So look, man, let's um, let's keep it moving. 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 Packs unsung heroes. I just got some notifications on my. <laughs> Many devices. Pax Unsung Hero of 2021, the 99 overall pick in the 2017 draft, filled a massive void in Green Bay. What? Who? 99 overall. Were they talking about? Oh, they talking about Devondre Campbell. He must be talking about Devondre Campbell. And like that man. Look, I don't know if you guys saw. Let's see. Is he talking about Devondre Campbell? I don't know if you guys uh, saw my video or not. On. I just saw the, the green. No, Razul Douglas. Oh, excuse me. Linebacker Devondra Campbell also had a strong case for this spot. 
but I'm going with Douglas because of how well he performed in clutch situations. Douglas played in 12 regular season games for Green Bay and recorded an interception in a third of those games, finishing with five and returning two for touchdowns. Most of those picks came in key moments, which is what I always say is the, 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 the key factor in determining the value of an interception. Yes, yeah, some come like in the first quarter on some random shit like, and it leads to nothing or maybe it leads to points, but that end up not even mattering because the team comes back to win. But like when you get interception in key moments on a third down or a fourth down or in the red zone or pick six, like those change the tide of the game. Like it not because people always say like, oh, well, it's just a punt. Well, yeah, nigga, but it's, it's a punt. But like it's an immediate punt. You know what I'm saying if you don't get no points out of it instead of giving them an extra down. Or letting them do a fake punt or something like that, like or risking the you fumble on the punt, like all kinds of stuff, especially with the Packers freaking special teams issues. But it's like to me, people undervalue like clutch threes, and I I agree with what this what this uh, person said right here that like you know he had the clutch threes. I mean the clutch threes, the clutch <laughs> the clutch uh, interceptions, ints. Um, Douglas immediately made a difference upon arriving in Green Bay as an inside addition and sustained it through the campaign, posting the seventh highest ball hawk rate among defenders, minimum 50 targets at 20%, including playoffs per next-gen stats. He stepped in to fill a massive void left by an injury to Jair Alexander and helped Green Bay earn the NFC's top seed. Heroic indeed. Look, yeah, man, I think I had to, I had Razul Douglas as my second priority for free agent moves, but really it's just like off-season moves as well. And Devondra Campbell was number one. And this guy said, whoever wrote this article, who's this Adam Rank or one of these NFL? Yeah, Nick Shook. Um, Nick Shook, you know, he writes this. Uh, he's a, around the around the NFL writer. He's a writer for the NFL.com. And he said he almost took Douglas. I just think Douglas had a bigger impact on the running game and just everything as a whole. But, you know what I mean? Like, Razul Douglas is definitely, like, right up there. He might be one... B to, you know, to Campbell's 1A, but they were both impactful, and I feel like they're my one and two top priorities for the Green Bay Packers to get something done with them and because they're both, you know, free agents. And so it's like, and I think they're restricted. I mean, unrestricted. So, like, basically anyone can sign them, and the Packers will not have an opportunity to, like, match it with the restricted free agent. If somebody makes an offer on that guy to assign him, you know what I mean? You basically have the right to match that offer and, and they had they can't leave. So somebody wants to pay this dude whatever three years, thirty million, it's like the Packers can say, Okay, we'll pay you, you know, three years, thirty two million or thirty one million. <laughs> and it, and it's like they they have to sign. He can't even sign with the other team. Even if he wants to leave, he has to sign. That's a restricted free agent. Um unrestricted, they can sign with whoever. They can even take less money. The Packers will be like, We'll give you five years, fifty million. It's like, well, I don't want to sign there because I hate this place. I'd rather go to some place where five years, they can't even give me that. But I want to play here with this coach or these people. So, I mean, the, you know, those are some of the differences. But the, most of my top priorities for the free agency and offseason is to keep bolstering the defense. Now, I did say, you know, some other predictions. Um, I won't get into the specifics. But, you know, bolstering the defense and, yeah, trying to find some depth at, you know, some skill positions. But, uh, I you know, look, click, click uh, go to my YouTube channel, What's Packing Sports Show, all one word. Man, you'll see it. I think I called it um, Eyes on the Prize. That's the Eyes on the Prize video. And um, check it out, man. It's pretty pretty interesting, I think. Um, now, 
Now, now, now, look. I saw some 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 notifications for the for the um this uh what do you wanna call it? This um what's the best word for it? Signing day, right? That's what it's called. It's called the signing day. <laughs> for the signing day, I saw some of these notifications. So like man, let's go ahead and just maybe check out check out check out what's going on in, for, with the national signing day. But that's that's honestly college, man. If anything, honestly, if I'm gonna do college, I would like to do who, who the Packers might be looking at being able to draft. I'm not gonna be able to watch the Pro Bowl, the, I mean the Senior Bowl this weekend, which kind of sucks. But I decided to have like a little play, like a man <laughs> date. I don't even know what you wanna call it. Like just it's so weird because when I was like coordinated with the, with this friend, I mean this is like a friend that goes back to like high school or even maybe before then. So I think how do we meet? How did I meet this dude? It had to be like in middle school or something. How the fuck did I meet this guy, bro? Yeah, because we went to different high schools. So it was middle school. Wow, I, I want to talk to him. Like, yeah, so I want to figure, I want to remember how we met, man. But I just was, this is a friend from back in the day, man. Like I said, like middle school and shit. And, um, man, he, um, we just kind of lost touch and stuff. I remember, uh, and, uh, I just was nostalgic as fuck one day, man. Like, maybe about a month or two ago. Listen to this old Linkin Park album. And why am I talking about this? This is not the platform for this. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm set up in front of my my computer um, like I'm doing a live stream. So, I'm kind of like in live stream mode. But this is a podcast. So, I don't want to go too off, far off into a tangent. But I'm not going to be able to watch the Senior Bowl. I'll probably maybe do a rewatch of it and do commentary. And we can kind of just um, try to look for some some people that fit the descriptions of my top, some of the priority needs that I feel like the Packers uh, might want to draft, uh, interior, skill position, things of that nature. They really need to honestly draft people that can just play special teams. That's what the Packers need to do. They need to draft some special teams players. I mean, they need to get good coaching, but I think, honestly, they need dedicated special teams players who are good at special teams and not really trying to get a starting job. Like, if you get kind of an opportunity to get a starting job, okay, but your main job is special teams, and you are, you want to do that shit, you're like, you enjoy getting paid, which you get paid to play special teams, which is like, it's not even that bad, bro, like, you don't have, you don't even have to play that much to get a whole, like, kick off and punt return, like, you ain't playing nowhere, you playing maybe what, you might, if you lucky, you might get 10, 15 plays a game, I mean, not even that many, right, between the punts, and kickoffs, like, bro, they don't really be out there that much. They, they really don't. Whew, wow, excuse me. They really don't be out there that much. So it's like, it's a nice job, man. It's a nice gig. Just playing special teams in the NFL. And, and, and Bama need to be, like, excited about that shit. Honestly, they, they they really should be. All right. Um, Let me say this. Coach of the year, I'm sorry. I wanted it to be. I, want, I really wanted coach of the year to be Matt LaFleur, but. It it, it, ha, it has to be this uh this dude from Cincinnati, what the fuck Zach Taylor? It has to be him, bro. He took these Bamas to the Super Bowl in his sec is when his third year as a coach, but second year with Burrow. It has to be this dude, bro. And it may even be his second year as a coach. And then him and Burrow just been there from the start together. They built they thing together, but they built it from the ground up. But man, he has to be the head coach of the year. Has to be. And what he's doing is incredible. It's been thirty three years since these Bamas been to the Super Bowl. 33 years, man. 88. They lost. 
But this time, I believe they win. I know that was like kind of a weird way to get into to do get into a prediction segment, but I think I, I mean I've been thinking about this and I've been trying to think about this from the from the aspect of storylines and kind of scripting the NFL and trying to figure out what what would be the bigger ratings and the bigger story for the NFL. And I think right now is the Bengals, bro. I really think it's the Bengals as as much as much as it sucks for the for the for the Rams. And uh, Stafford, but I really think the story that the NFL wants to sell and the story that everybody wants to buy and the story that everybody is in most invested in is Joe Burrow being this next Tom Brady type figure in Cincinnati finally being the, the one of those franchises that kind of ends their championship drought. And I mean, Ohio is just like... One of those, you know, Midwest small markets, but it's also kind of a big football crazy place. Um, like small in a sense of like it's 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 not like a major. Um, it's not like on the coast. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the coastal city markets are the biggest because it's on the it's near water and and water breeds wealth and like excess and like access and beauty and you know value and shit so it's like anyways um i think it's cincinnati man i think that's the story the nfl wants so that's the one they're gonna get but i think it'll be a good super bowl you got the rams which is a big market so you got one big market carrying the smaller market in the the underdog story kind of the small small town Story is is gonna be the one that they push. I think so. Joe Burrow's man, welcome, bro. I hope I hope you get more. I hope it's not just like you just get this one for the story and then you just kind of get fucked for the rest of the story, and then everything becomes oh you like the next instead of being the next Tom Brady or the next Aaron Rodgers. That would suck. I, I really hope that he doesn't. I mean he is kind of on the Aaron Rodgers track, honestly. First year, second year, Super Bowl. Rodgers had some injuries his first year. He didn't end the season, but he had injuries and stuff, concussions and things of those nature. So, man, that's interesting. Joe Burrow, is Joe Burrow the next Aaron Rodgers? That would suck, but, I mean, at least you get one. But then you also get just the rest of your life just failures and you're being the team that propels the other team. I mean, think about all the times the Packers been on the wrong side of the story, of the narrative. Damn. I don't think there's been one team that's been as successful, one NFL franchise that has been as successful as Green Bay has and also been as miserable, like, and had just as many, like, um, moments that were equally as, like, um, like, what's the word of, like, achieving? Damn. My my brain, my 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 thing brain, my brain thingy is not working right now. My, it's not working to get me these words that I want to say to express myself. But I think you guys get the point. I think you guys get the point, right? You get the point. Um, the Packers—they've had a lot of success, but they've also had a lot of just bad outcomes, man. Bad endings. <laughs> That uh, have been so crushing, this destroyed, destroyed me. They destroyed me. But I think it's gonna be Burroughs, man. I think it's going to be Burroughs. So good, good for them. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals, man. But the Packers, they have to. And I mean that really ties everything all back together, right? 
ties it all. Everything we talked about, that kind of that that's the string through everything we had talked about. The connection with Flores and Rogers and the future and all those kind of things and how they could have tanked, right? Because that was one of the things that, you know, we, we, we said. Uh, um, Flores was asked to tank. He was also asked to tank by the owner. And because they didn't, he refused to. And because they didn't tank, the, the um, Cincinnati Bengals got Burrow. The, the Dolphins could have had Burrow, but he refused to tank. So um, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but I do want to get into the draft mode, even though I'm not like, I don't even know. Like, I, it's kind of hard to be excited about the draft because it's like the Packers don't really need much, honestly. They don't really need much. Like, this team is so amazing as it is. They don't need much. But I did want to, I did want to listen to this interview with, um, with, shit, Larry McCarrens, right? He's interviewing the floor and they're talking about Stenovich getting the higher. So let's talk about this real quick because we we started this segment off kind of talking about Lafleur a little bit and Coach of the Year, Coach of Year, um slash question mark question mark question mark. <laughs> Don't really know what the fuck that shit actually was, but now I just I do want to hear what Lafleur has to say about Stenovich, and I'm thinking like maybe this is a good thing, man. Maybe all of the stars are really aligning for the Packers to rebrand. A lot of people are saying. Oh, the Packers are going into a rebuild. Some people are saying a retool. I'm saying this is just a rebranding. This is just a rebranding. They're rebranding. They have one brand for the last 30 plus years, man. Finesse quarterback play, finesse offense. Um, spread you out. You know what I'm saying? Attack all these different weaknesses and crit and, and all this sophistication and stuff like that. And the defense was bend but don't break. Gave up a lot of, you know, big plays. But, you know, it was like sometimes they could still pull it out. But now they're rebranding. If they get rid of Rodgers, this will allow them to rebrand themselves from that team that we knew and that we've seen hasn't gotten done to a new team that can be tough, physical, right? Control the line of scrimmage, the point of attack, run the ball, play the play action, uh, passing game, rely on that heavy and, you know, really shut things down defensively. And I think it could start with the hiring or promotion, we should say, of Stenovich as the new offensive coordinator. So maybe we're going to see more running implemented into the game plan and just more physicality. Let's see what LaFleur had to say about it, though. I really feel like we could have future and done with our offense. Yeah, I think the offensive one of those assistants, Adam Stenovich, promoted to Adam Stenovich. coordinator. Could you talk about what led to that move? Yeah, I think it's just, it's well documented, well seen what he's done with our offensive line. And he's a guy that I think has a bright, bright future. And obviously there are a lot of tough decisions that play into that. And when LaFleur said that, you've seen what he's done with the offensive line. That's what triggered me to think like, man, maybe this is like really good for the Packers. Now all they got to do is get rid of Rodgers. Like, but they're really sort of turning into this team I always wanted them to be. It's tough defense, run the ball. Now you got the you got the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator, right? I believe he was. Now he's the offensive coordinator. It's so exciting, honestly. Like, damn, I would love to see the Packers really become this team, kind of like the Legion of Boom was. 
You know what I'm saying? All we need is a game manager. All we need is somebody who can make the enough plays or the right plays, but not F it up and not lose it. Rely on the defense, rely on the running game. I really feel like we couldn't go wrong with any of our decisions because we had so many great staff members on our staff. That's a credit to all those guys, how they work together. And um, Again, it was a, a tough decision, but he's it's one that he's earned. You had to really like Steno's offensive line background, right? Oh, sure do. Yeah, he, he does a great job with those guys. And it's it's evident by no matter who's in the game, we are still able to function at a high level. And Unless you're talking about Kelly playing left tackle. <laughs> that motherfucker, we can't function at a high level with his ass. Well, I mean, honestly, they could have still, but it was on. It would have been more pressure on Rodgers. That's a credit to his ability to get everybody on the same page, coach those guys up, and those guys are really receptive to him. Also promotions for Luke Butkus, the offensive line coach, and to Jason Grable, the passing game coordinator. Obviously, you feel it's important to reward. Jason Vrabel, man. Obviously, the younger brother or some sort of relation to Mike Vrabel, which could be a little bit of a Tennessee connection. I don't know, but anyways... The point is, Packers, man, they lost some. They lost some key coaches. They promoted some new, some other coaches, and uh, you heard him. Buckus is the new offensive line coach, and you heard what he said about Vrabel. So, Packers, man, they they look. This is what happens when your team is successful. People want to be a part of that success. They want to try to replicate it on their teams. They want to take it for themselves, and so your 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 coaching staff gets you know gets pillaged a little bit. That's what happens, and that's good. That's good. That that should happen eventually. So, but now the Packers are gonna have to these new guys, these these new after these promotions, the coaches are gonna have to step up. And I'm and I'm excited though, cause it's, cause you have the right people in the right places now. I think, and hopefully the Packers can focus on the things that really are important: running the ball and playing strong defense. Um, yeah. So. You know, I like what that's. I like what that's. I like that direction. I like the direction. Novich. I'm probably spelling this wrong. I feel like it's S T N O V I C H. I don't know. I spelled it wrong, probably. And I even probably said it out loud wrong. Um, what else do we want to talk about? I honestly wanted to really talk about two. Like, are the Packers? Really, just so good at drafting quarterbacks. Their track record is amazing, not just with Rodgers and Farr, but even like the guys that they had backing up. And there was a, there was a, 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 I took a photo, I took a screen capture, I guess I should say, of a tweet I saw. It says the quarterbacks on the 94 Packers, they had Ty Detmer, Heisman winner. They had Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer. They had, Mark Brunel, three-time Pro Bowl, and Brett Favre, Hall of Famer. Wow. I mean, damn, Kurt Warner, Mark Brunel, and Brett Favre all on the same team. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The Green Bay Packers, man, they have a knack. This is the 1994. They have a knack for drafting and developing and identifying quarterback talent and developing it. So, people need to calm down about Jordan. Don't 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 hate. Congratulate this dude, man, and give him your faith, man. I really feel like Jordan Love. He's gonna have an have an opportunity to shine, 
And he might start off a little rocky as he adjusts, but it's like, dude, this offense is perfectly designed for a player like him. Perfectly, perfectly designed for him. So I really, really hope that um, he gets his opportunity, man. I hope he gets his opportunity to just run this team. And LaFleur, I think, will have an opportunity to run the offense like he wanted. And I think people need to just, you know, give the dude a chance and cheer for him, not against him. More those guys are remote from within. Oh, absolutely. I think that's what we're always trying to do is try to, you know, groom them from, from when they're young guys or, or the quality control role. Whoa. I mean, come on, dude. That was some tricky fucking language he said. We want to groom them from when they're young guys. Whoa, LaFleur. I mean, maybe that just says something about me, the fact that I thought of that. But damn, bro. You can't be saying I hear you want to groom young boys. I mean, you just can't be saying that. You can't be saying that. But, I mean, look, I understand what he's saying. They they like to draft and develop. They're, they're truly a draft and develop team. And he's talking about young guys, I guess, coaches and players, I'm assuming. <laughs> just kind of making a joke there. But, anyways... You know, they, they really are good. I think they really are good at identifying quarterback talent when they want to. Now, we all know there's, you know, the Brett Hundleys of the world and the whoever else of the world that stunk it up. The, the Scott Tozines of the world. And you can even say the Flins. But it's like, for the most part, when they want to identify that talent and they have a track, they, they do, and they have a track record of it. So people need to, like I said, cut this man some freaking fracking Slack. All right, man. Cut him some slack. Okay. Um. Uh, oh, I feel like. I feel like that's probably it. I feel like that's probably it for the show. Not really. I don't know what else that we can touch on or talk about, but I feel like that's probably it for the show, man. Thank you all for joining me for another episode of the West Packing Sports Show. I appreciate all the love and support. If you have not done so yet, man, go ahead. Yeah, hit that. Hit that follow button or heart that. Boom, like this podcast. Go to the What's Packing Sports Show. W-H-A-T-P-A-C-K-I-N. Sports Show. All one word. Go there. Comment. Subscribe. Do all that stuff. It would be much appreciated alright guys until the next show you know what it is go pack go and remember the bears still s-u-c-k suck 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 peace Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.